G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. And a wonderful pleasure today to introduce listeners all over the nation to Joshua Rowe. Joshua is New South Wales State Director for the ACL. Joshua, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for having me today and and welcome back. So, Joshua, you're the new kid on the block in some sense here. Uh, Let's take a little opportunity to hear a bit of your story, What uh, a bit of your personal background, perhaps. Sure, yeah. So um, I have a Christian upbringing, um, and I was a little bit rebellious as a a young man myself, but I had a very profound encounter with the Lord um, when I was about 15 or 16 years old, um, which transformed my life radically. Um, and uh, after completing my schooling, I moved to, to Canberra and I met and married my, my beautiful wife, Celine. Um, we've been married for three years um, and I began studying theology at that time. Um, I soon, after a bit of time in Canberra, become quite uh, passionate about uh, political and cultural engagement now. Uh, and so I completed a program called the, the Lachlan Macquarie Institute's Residential Fellowship, which seeks to equip Christian leaders for the, the political and, and cultural spheres um, for being actively engaged in those spaces. Um, and following that experience, um, the Lord opened the door for me here at the ACL through an internal recommendation um, for the role. And, and I sort of stepped through that door and my wife and I prayed about it and felt that this was the ministry the Lord's calling me to. And um, so that's how we find ourselves here today. And um, I'm just really honoured to be in this role and to be able to represent a Christian voice in in the political and cultural sphere. Well, no doubt we're going to have some great conversations in the times ahead because uh, a lot of stuff that happens happens in New South Wales and uh, that's going to be your jurisdiction. You're going to be looking after insights from a Christian political perspective on what's happening in New South Wales. And so I know listeners will be thrilled to hear that you've got this interest in theology and also political and ethical uh, engagement, and sometimes that's difficult to deal with for some, but that's something you've come to grips with. Yeah, it, it certainly is, and I think it's something that it's important that all Christians begin to wrestle with. Um, I mean, for me, it's a number of things. You know, the the transformative power of God's Word in my life was so impactful, and I think that we have a responsibility as, as, as Christians to actually represent you know, his word and, and the truth of what it says into um, the public sphere. And I think that when we do, you know, um, that is, it's conducive to flourishing. I mean, the, when we live by the word of God and by what is true, um, we see society flourishes better in families and communities. Um, and that's something that I really want to protect, especially thinking about uh, legacy um, as a man who is excited to have a family, you know, for my children and, and my future, I want to make sure that, um, that they live in a society that uh, honours God and has a, a fear of the Lord and His Word and, and what is true. Um, so I think that is our responsibility to actually participate um, in that way in what God's doing here on earth uh, as in heaven. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a passion of mine. And um, I'm, yeah, again, really proud to, to represent all those people who 
um, have a Christian voice and, and want to make it known uh, in the public arena. Well, I know, listeners, uh, you'll strike a chord uh, because this thought about a transformative power of God's Word, sometimes we try to just individualise that and say, that's a wonderful thing for me, but what does that mean for my wider community? What does that mean for my nation? And and you've captured something pretty important, uh, that a lot of the biblical narrative is about building a nation. It is about politics. It is about ethics. It is about how a nation flourishes and uh, so that sort of thing can be applied to our current context and these are the sorts of things that sort of motivate you yeah that that's right I mean for me it's you know the work that Christ did on the cross it says that he reconciled all things to himself through his blood so um, we know that God has a redemptive purpose for this world and that's the power of the victory on the cross of, of Christ um, and then we have a responsibility to participate in that victory and actually go out into our communities and share the gospel, but also actively participate in making a difference and speaking the truth and, and taking care of our communities and culture because that's the embracing of God's kingdom into the present world, um, which has, has come about through the, the inauguration of his kingdom through the, the power of Jesus' blood shed on the cross that, that broke the grip of sin. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's such an honor to be involved in that. And it, it's such a great hope um, to know that that's God's purpose for the world and communities and all things, um, not just at an individualistic level, as you've said, but at a community-wide level that gives us great hope and it, it animates me as a Christian um, in how I go about my, my engagement with MPs and with, you know, other people in, in, in the public sphere here. Well, you're a part of a great team there at the Australian Christian Lobby and no doubt there's a lot of wisdom that you can draw on from all sides as you begin to engage in your new role as New South Wales State Director for the ACL. Hey, what are the biggest issues that you're dealing with? Because I know there's some things on the agenda like the New South Wales conversion laws. Uh, They're a challenging one. Uh, Let's start with that one. How are you feeling about things that are developing so far as uh, the debate that's going on around conversion laws? Mm, yeah, sure. The, yeah, the New South Wales conversion laws are a big one at the moment. I mean, what we've seen uh, over time, Neil, is that uh, these conversion laws are, are sweeping the nation. Um, we had it begin in Victoria, um, and then, yeah, in Queensland and ACT, we have some form of conversion laws as well. Um, now, the, the current MINS government um, has made a, a proposal um, or a promise, sorry, prior to the election uh, that they would uh, ban conversion practices. Um, it's important to talk a little bit about what, what they mean by a conversion practice, practice because some people um, feel a sense of confusion about what, what that actually means. Um, and so uh, when we say a conversion practice, the, the government defines that as anything that sort of seeks to suppress or change someone's sexual orientation or gender identity. Um, Now, you know, those are are pretty difficult terms to understand sometimes, but it's effectively if someone is confused about their sex or is experiencing what's called uh, medically gender dysphoria, uh, to actually um, suggest that it might be best that they live in conformity to their biological sex um, as opposed to an affirmation therapy model, uh, would be considered a conversion practice. So even just open discourse about a biblical 
or scientific view of sex um, would be considered actually a conversion practice that is prosecutable under law. Um, so that's something very concerning uh, for us moving forward, um, especially as Christians, because it effectively means that a biblical view on sex is um, something that would be criminalised under this kind of proposal and this kind of legislation if it was to be passed. You know, this sort of conversation has to happen more and more, and uh, I really get the impression you're around some of the details on this because uh, the issue here really is for people who have unwanted same-sex attraction, uh, they can't even seek help from the church because these Mm. new laws would try and criminalise a Christian response uh, for people who come to them uh, looking for help. That's really the bottom line here, isn't it? That, that's exactly right, Neil. Um, it, it does effectively mean if someone is struggling with same-sex attraction and, and wants to honour God um, by abstaining um, from sex in that way and comes to their pastor seeking guidance or prayer um, and the pastor participates in that, they are then actually uh, under threat of being um, taken to discrimination review. Um, and in that instance, um, under such legislation, they could be prosecuted um, for actually uh, praying with that person um, to abstain from certain sexual interactions. Um, so that that is a real, real concern. Um, and as I said, you know, it, it runs both ways. So it's to do with same-sex attraction, but also to do with gender confusion. Um, both of those issues are encapsulated under this. And both sharing a biblical view on same-sex attraction or on sexuality and on sex um, or gender dysphoria is would, would both be considered um, a conversion practice under this legislation. And uh, the church is going to be right in the middle of all of this too because there's no real dispute, is there, around what the Bible teaches about male and female and the issue of marriage. So when someone comes looking for help at the church, uh, if the church is criminalised for the church's response, uh, that's a really challenging thing that every uh, leader in church life has to actually face up to. Now, you're dealing with what's going on in New South Wales. I'm I'm aware that, you know, there are some church denominations uh, that would be saying, we don't get our cues from the government as to how we do Christian ministry. We get our cues from God. Uh, that's where you start to have the potential for conflict, isn't there? And uh, and you'll be right in the mix uh, lobbying and talking to political leaders about how they'll respond as this debate continues in New South Wales. Yeah, that's, that's certainly right. Um, we will be right in the thick of it. Um, and it's important that we continue to stand on what's true. As you alluded to there, you know, in Genesis one twenty six, it said God created... Uh, man and woman, male and female, he created them. And then it goes on to talk about marriage between a man and a woman, that that's an institution that's been set up by God. And we're very unabashed um, about that in the church because um, we seek first to honour God um, and to listen to him, as you've said, um, and we teach from his word as authoritative. Um, And so that we need to protect, you know, um, pastor's ability to be able to preach the truth and to pray uh, in, in accordance with what is true. Um, and yes, at the ACL, um, it's very important to us that we're uh, standing in the firing line and standing up for Christian values um, and for what the word says to be true. Um, and that extends to meeting with MPs uh, and extends to having discussions with key stakeholders and, and people that disagree with us, even activists, to 
uh, on the other side of this debate. Um, for us, it's about you know remaining true um, to the Lord's word, even in in the face of persecution um, and in the face of you know people who don't want to hear what you have to say. Um, that's what we what we do. Yeah. Well, Joshua Rowe, there's going to be lots of eyes on you and uh, the good work that you're embarking on in your new role as State Director for New South Wales for the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, lots of uh, political issues that will be uh, a part of that and extending from that and some of that even revolves around uh, one particular identity in the New South Wales Parliament, Alex Greenwich. He's got a bill uh, that's before the New South Wales Parliament. What's in this Greenwich bill that Christians ought to know about? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Neil, for alluding to that. Uh, Look, Greenwich's bill is what we call a private members bill, Um, so it's not a government bill. Um, and it's an omnibus bill. Now, omnibus bills, for those who aren't aware, are, are bills that kind of package several measures or provisions together in one piece of uh, legislature, which is then voted uh, upon. Now, there are some really, really concerning provisions in there. Uh, the, the previous uh, discussion we've just had is a good segue because there is uh, what's called a conversion practices prohibition bill or component to that legislature. Uh, which is effectively what we were just talking about uh, before with the conversion practices, but with no protections or provisions for religious freedom whatsoever. Um, And there's also a very concerning uh, section on prostitution. Now, uh, that section of this uh, Equality Amendment Bill that Greenwich has put forth would seek to remove Part 3 of the Summary Act of Offences 1988, which is uh, effectively a section of uh, legislation from the past that criminalises prostitution. Uh, Now, that's both the uh, solicitation of sex in front of schools, churches and hospitals, um, but also um, that piece of legislation makes it uh, unlawful to participate in public acts of sex in front of those spaces. So if this was to be removed people would actually be able to uh, participate in acts of prostitution in front of churches and schools, young preparatory schools, as well as in hospitals. Um, so that's, it's just an atrocious piece of legislation, um, and, and that is a real concern for us. Um, so we're speaking out actively against this bill. Another element of that bill, the self-sex ID component, uh, what is all that about? Yes, yeah, that's definitely something that needs to be spoken about. So sex self ID would effectively allow anyone over the age of 16 to register a legal change of sex without any medical proof. So if that means that a young man of the age of 17, for example, can come and say, no, I identify as the sex uh, female um, and I want that on my uh, my birth certificate, and they don't need any uh, medical assessment or psychological assessment. It's just, yes, that's fine. Now, the concern for us with that kind of provision in legislation, Neil, is that it's a severe threat, especially to women's spaces. Um, So if that young man I was just talking about identifies as a female by sex, he then has, under this law, entitlement to be able to actually go and access women's only spaces like changing rooms, bathrooms, um, as well as uh, women's groups. Um, And obviously, considering 
um, the biological difference uh, between man and woman. That is always a dangerous space for women to be in and also a very vulnerable space for them, um, which we shouldn't uh, allow that to happen in our society. There needs to be a clear separation for, for both safety, but also for dignity um, for men and women within our nation. So that's a real concern for us uh, as a part of this Greenwich Bill as well. Um, and thank you for picking that up. It's a little bit, isn't it, like a statewide, nationwide identity crisis that we're going through in Australia. And uh, you're going to be there on the cutting edge, on the forefront, uh, in the lobbying space, uh, representing the Australian Christian lobby. And uh, I know that listeners will want to be supportive of the good work that you're doing there. Uh, One more issue before I let you go. Um, The New South Wales Anti-Discrimination Review. Where is that one up to? Yeah, sure. Um, So we're currently in the process of submission with the Anti-Discrimination Review. Now that is effectively a a period where the government takes submissions from stakeholders or people who are invested um, in the conversation, and that will end this Friday. Um, So uh, so the Australian Christian Lobby has put a submission in, um, and in that submission um, we've sought to... um, uh, recommend protections for religious belief. Um, there is protections currently in the, the Anti-Discrimination Act for things like sex and race and gender and other things like that, um, core parts of identity. And we also believe, and all of our listeners, I, I assume, will believe that uh, a very core part of our identity is our faith and our belief in the Lord. Um, and so we want to actually uh, encourage the government to provide protections um, for religious beliefs. Uh, within that legislation as well moving forward following this review. All right. Well, listeners might want to uh, respond to that. You say this Friday is uh, the last day and uh, there's some ways that you'd like listeners to participate. What sort of action can you take today to be a part of any of these campaign issues that you're working on right now? Yeah, thanks, Neil. Look, I think there's a number of ways that listeners can be involved one is just to speak up in your immediate sphere of influence for the place you find yourself, where it is, wherever it is, whether it's work, um, whether it's at home, uh, whether you're having lunch with friends, you know, speak up for the truth, speak up for the word of God. Don't be afraid to practice robust debate. That's an important part of what we do as people is, is we talk and we converse about our ideas and our opinions. Um, and that's really helpful for both the person you're talking to, but also for yourself. Um, to inform your opinion. Um, If you want to go more directly and and politically, you can actually set up meetings with your local state MP um, on certain state issues like the conversion laws or or, um, on federal issues. You can meet up with your federal MP. And I would encourage people if they want to reach out to um, the ACL, uh, they can. Um, We have a national office email um, as well as a New South Wales office email, which can be found on our website. Um, And the... Reaching out for for help in uh, for talking points to talk with your MP is really great. Um, specifically around the the conversion New South Wales conversion laws, which is our big concern at the moment. We have a page on our website which empowers and enables you to actually make a call to your local MP's office or to write an email um, to your local MP's office. So you can go to www.acl.org.au slash New South Wales Conversion um, to be able to access those resources and that will go a long way uh, towards actually 
making these MPs aware that there are still voices out there like yours um, who want to stand for the truth and to stand for what is biblical. And that helps them to consider um, what they do moving forward um, because of the constituency and what the constituency is saying in their, in their electorate. Um, and finally, you know, please pray for us and the work that we do. Um, and don't forsake meeting together. You know, the, the church is where we need to go and we need to continue to meet with one another and refine each other and sharpen one another. And so I'd say get together in groups and pray uh, for revival, pray for the kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven and, and pray for us as we go um, and engage with MPs and um, leaders in this space um, and defend the truth. Yeah. Fabulous insights, Joshua Rowe. Numbers do matter. And uh, for listeners today, the encouragement to be informed. And as you've given the ACL website, as I do every Monday, acl.org.au. ACL stands for Australian Christian Lobby. And so many who are wondering what they can do. Uh, do I just pray or can I take some action as well? And uh, you can be a part of that sort of standing army that the ACL has on hand uh, to move into these spaces when these sorts of differences and challenges begin to arise uh, in each of the states and territories all over the nation. Joshua Rowe is New South Wales State Director for the Australian Christian Lobby. Joshua, great to meet you. Great to introduce you to our listeners. It's acl.org.au. Joshua, thanks so much for being with us today on 2020. Fantastic. Thank you for your time today, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.